Hello and welcome to Hit Start Now Smack Talk. This is our brand new show here on HitStartNow.com and considering it's the first time we're doing this I'm going to give you a quick load in on what we're all about. Basically this is going to be a show all about competitive gaming. All manner of competitive gaming. We're going from Street Fighter to Pokemon to Starcraft to pretty much anything we can get our hands on here. So we're going to start off with tonight's show with um, from the east coast of Ireland, we have tournament organiser in Street Fighter, AJ. How's it going? And from the west, we have tournament organiser, Jimmy Penguin. Yo. Also play Street Fighter. I also play Street Fighter. <laughs> uh, the reason I have the two boys here tonight is because we're in the middle of what's known as the Celtic Throwdown. Could you tell us a little bit about the Celtic Trolldown series? What's going on here? What is the Celtic Trolldown, lad? Well, for the last couple of years we've been sort of doing tournaments non-stop in Dublin every couple of months. Jimmy's been doing some of the West Coast down in Cork and up until very recently there was nothing happening in Belfast but now the Belfast scene has sort of come back with um, Darkman and Chris up there. He seems to have rejuvenated because every scene in every sub-area needs somebody like Jimmy, needs somebody like me. And there are other ones in Dublin before me, and I'm sure there'll be some after me, who actually make stuff happen and make events happen because everybody can play games online. And people assume when they come to an event that this is some, you know, top-down thing where the publisher comes and develops a, a community and creates an event which happens in the likes of LOL with Riot Games. But for most esports and for most events, that's not what happens. And what happens is you have people who actually make and do the events. So... What I've been doing is every year we had sort of a big one. We send people to Evo. We do an Evo qualifier. We use the money to send our best player on the day. Sometimes Steve-O, sometimes. I think Steve-O, we send Steve-O twice. Um, and that sort of evolved and we sort of started getting more uh, connected with the international scene and the international events by going to Cannes, going to the UK uh, tournaments, going to Hype Spotting, going to Stunfest, going to SVB when it was on. Different people, not just me, different people who went across. And what happened was we started to see that if we could do something annually, have an annual event, we could get recognition from Capcom, we could get sponsorship from Capcom for Street Fighter, and we could also do it for the other game genres that we, we, we played, like Nintendo for Smash, Warner Brothers for Mortal Kombat, Tekken is out with Bandai Namco, and these are games that come out every couple of years. And what we want to do... I say we, it's me and a couple of guys who play games and who are involved in the IFGC, uh, is to get a ranking event in Ireland recognised on the international circuit. So that's what the Celtic Showdown is all about. It's trying to get a particular standard of event that we can produce that will meet the criteria for international publishers to be able to, from a fiscal insurance business point of view, they're not just going to come and set everything up. You have to produce. This is what happens in every country. Hypespot and Stunfest, they're all independent events that are sponsored by the game publishers and supported by them, but they're not directly top-down, directed on them. Now, they've obviously, when sponsorship comes in, they have certain rules on how things are done. So what the Celtic Showdown was designed to be is our Irish version for a premier fighting game event. Um, so... The Road 2 series is designed to encapsulate the whole country, north, south, east, west, all the four provinces, if you want to look like that. We look at it as one, but um, you can't look at it as one all the time, because we were down in Galway last night, Jimmy hosted a great event for the first of the series, the next one's in Cork, the one in Dublin, um, Nutrient, one of our 
uh, fraudulent players is going to <laughs> he's going to kill me for that. But <laughs> um, he's going to do the Dublin one, and Chris up north is doing the one in August, and it's all leading up to this premier event. Now we have got some sponsorship from them, but the idea is that next year we would be on the CPT tour. Well, that's what we're hoping to do, and that's what we're leaning towards. And that's basically what the Celtic Throwdown is all about. Cool. Um, the first Celtic Throwdown event went down yesterday. Yes, it did. Here in Galway City. Um, tell us a little bit more about it. How did it go, boys? Well, I thought it went great, but I'm going to let Jimmy talk about it because he was yeah. hanging by. It, it Just to differentiate now, you are running here in Galway, you're running things and you're running the Cork event, yeah? Yeah, I'm running the. I, AJ got on to me about the idea of the Celtic Throwdown. He has an idea, like you just explained, which is kind of something like I hope for myself. You know, sim I have similar ideas myself of how things should go over the next couple of years in Ireland and the, and the fighting game communities in in the country coming together and doing something. So, um, he asked me what I obviously he knows I run events down here. I've been running tournaments here for the last couple of years um, since I got into the game myself, and I said I'd run an event here and one in Cork, and obviously the lads in Belfast are doing their one, and then will come together and kind of join forces and do the main event at the end of the year. But um, So yesterday my two main goals were to put some Irish players on a stage and you know, and just get everyone together from, like you said, from the four four sides all together in one room. And the second, my second goal was to uh, have, you know, set a, set a tone for the Road 2 series and have like a, a really good first event so that everyone kind of, Everyone that comes to the first event is like, yes, let's let's get involved, let's come together on all of these events and you know make it as big as and, and as good as it can be. So yeah, yesterday was a great success. It's some you know every, I think everyone had a really good time. Like everyone left kind of inspired and you know ready for the next one. You know so yeah, it was great. Um, it definitely set the tone for the for the next events. You know, next one's in Cork in June. June twentieth in Cork. Yeah. So which way is it working? It's working Galway, Cork. Dublin, 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 Belfast. The, the, the way the I met Chris through Facebook. He's the guy up in Belfast, and I developed a. This is Chris Miller. This yes. is Chris Miller. Yeah, he's the dark man. He goes under in his game. He's a lovely chap. Um, but I met him over Facebook. So as you know, when you meet someone over Facebook, there's you don't know them like your friends you met. So you can't just say, "Hey, can you do this? We're doing this." So you have to be a little, you have to develop the relationship a little bit more. So and he also had restrictions on his side where he was working with Dragon Slayers. He had a committee to deal with. The venue had particular restrictions and that's the way they structure it up north so what we did was we said when we were looking at Belfast and Dublin after we had the first two arranged because the first two were always going to be Galway Cork in whatever order Jimmy wanted to do he was going to kick it off the next two Dublin Belfast we were either going to have Dublin in July and Belfast in August or vice versa August in uh, Dublin and Belfast in July but the Dragon Slayers committee met and the best slot that they had available for this was August 22nd so then we moved the Dublin one to July which actually I think works better because the main event is in Dublin so you've got instead of having two Dublin events consecutively one after another you've got one in Belfast um, and the big one in September is the idea of bringing everyone together I want everyone to travel would be great for all of the events but Travelling Belfast to Cork is a trek for people. I mean, I'm going to do it. There's a couple of other people going to do it because this is what we're doing. But asking someone to come from Belfast to Cork for an event that's designed for that region, there will be one in your region as well and come down to the main one. The idea is to get everybody together because if we can get a Pro Tour Series event or something of that scale, we get international travellers. We already have international players coming to the event. We'll get more by default without having to beg, borrow and steal favours 
like we have been doing to bring them over. Most of them that have come over, sorry, all of them who have come over have been great. Um, but it would be fantastic, for example, to be even a ranking event on the CPT Tour Campcom whereby 30 players from the UK are coming by default for just to get points or to try get points. That will have a knock-on effect for the fighting games community in Ireland that we Huge. haven't seen. It just, it will. Everyone will have to level up. And that is something that has happened in other esports genres and hasn't happened in different ones. So was the whole story behind As One, we'll talk about that another time. There's, there's ripples in, in these things, you know? Like, so Sony jumping on board with Capcom, that has a huge ripple effect. Like, we don't directly, we didn't get directly any sponsorship or any money out of that happening ourselves, but there was definitely, there's a ripple effect where it makes people have a bigger motivation or it makes it, it kind of ideas we'd have then are confirmed like yes this is possible it's not just something we could do it's like this well, is something they put we half a million into the CPT tour the CPT tour uh, prize uh, funds all increased for all the regional events so when you're running a regional event you're relying off sponsors and you're relying off ticket sales generally unless you're funded by some other entity so when the CPT come in and they say okay well it's a ranking event here's a pop bonus of 15,000 euro so now you've got a pop bonus for winning Street Fighter 15,000 euro. So Mago, Diamond, Daigo, these players are saying, okay, not only do I want the points, but this is how I make money. And this is how I get uh, uh, my dinner, really, <laughs> if you want to look at it in a crude tenant sense like that. And that knockdown effect has happened with Sony and putting the money in the CPT tour and all that sort of thing. Like so the ripples come back the way again then, you know? So we, we're inspired by this stuff coming from the top down and that's kind of the, the series thing of the Celtic Throwdown is like the idea of sending the ripples back out, you know, and building it back up. From, you know, that's kind of the way I see it. You're right, yeah. You know. you're, you're, you're more into your music than I am. You're at a higher level than me, Jimmy. <laughs> and you were saying about a, a fight that was coming from afar and coming from oh, yeah. abroad. Um, are we expecting anybody in particular? or? Well, I've had a couple of... I'm not going to name names now, because if I do now and something comes up and I can't make it, it makes them... That's bad. Enough, that's that. um, but I have had confirmation from Top Street level. Now, not Mago or Daigo or any of them, because won't get, you won't get players of that calibre until you get CPT status. And even then, you'd have to kind of be a premier event before they'd be there, because they're all over the world playing these events in Europe and America and Japan and Asia and everywhere. They're all over the place. If you have a look at the actual uh, tour schedule, it's, it's madness. But we have had top players in the UK saying they're coming. Nintendo guys for Smash have players coming from Scotland, from France. Um, there's guys from Holland confirmed coming. There's guys, I think the scams, some Scandinavian guys have been saying they're going to come. They haven't confirmed yet. So yes, there's starting to be an interest now. And that has developed over the last two years of all the people who have travelled. You guys have travelled to Hype Spot and a load of the Dublin lads have travelled to Cannes, have travelled to London. I can name 40 people here, um, all have contributed to making this happen. We're just event organisers. It's, it's a collaborative effort across the community. It's what kind of makes the, the fighting games community kind of unique. There are pillars and posts within it where people do a lot of work, like Brian does all the streaming stuff, or a lot of the streaming stuff. There are other people that stream. Lee in the community up north is a huge streamer in anime. The connections are, are, are wide and vast, but that's where um, the work has been done. What we do is the next step, or the next step before the next step. But it's been built over the last five years, really. Uh, I've been involved uh, heavily for the last two and a half, three years in a sort of event organizing and taking control of events and making sure that they happen. Um, I was a uh, 
player back in 09-10 when Brian, Brian was really into it, my housemate Brian Doom, Brian Quigley, and he sort of got me back. I played it when I was 12, 92, and the SNES, and for years I was big into gaming. I'm a lot older than some of these guys who play the games. Um, but, no, uh, for the last number of years, I mean, I'm I've a little, like I said, a little bit older than some of them, so managing venues, getting stuff done, it's, it's sort of second nature because you do it in work all the time. Someone in college doesn't do stuff like that, so... It made sense for me to do it. It also, I'm a little bit of a control freak, I'll admit that, so I like to be involved <laughs> making organisations and things happening. So. And how did you get involved then, Jimmy? Well, I started out by um, playing, getting back into video games, trying to stop doing as much music because I had some injuries and I couldn't, couldn't, I had to basically stop making music and being involved with music and I got back into playing Street Fighter and uh, wanted to basically put on I had ran some um, tournaments when Vanilla Street Fighter 4 came out I ran a couple of casual like tournaments in uh, in Galway City just friends you know no players actual players people who played the game not, knew nothing about the game we just happened to play and have like run these couple of tournaments and then it just died down and a few years later uh, like I said a few years later I had an injury and I stopped doing music and uh, I basically got back into Street Fighter I was buying and selling arcade machines at the time and I uh, had Alpha 3 running on one of them and uh, basically yeah, spent weeks playing Alpha 3 kind of recapturing my uh, my love for the game as from when I was a kid and uh, I was like oh yeah Street Fighter 4 we ran some events of that a few years ago I wonder what the, is, is there like a competitive scene and stuff because I knew there was obviously but I just I found all the you know, f you know, it seemed to die go just in. But apart from that, we were in Dublin hearing phantom stories of a scene yeah. in Galway. We're like, there's, there's other people who play Street yeah. Fighter in Galway. We had to go looking, and eventually, that's how we found the metal. So, yeah, I just kind of um, started uh, playing myself, and I was like, I bought, I bought a fight stick, bought an Xbox 360, didn't even own an Xbox, bought an Xbox 360, a monitor, Xbox Live, started playing the game. And. Uh, uh, a few weeks later I was looking on adverts and I saw oh, there's a fight stick for sale in Cork and I knew some friends in Cork so I went down, met one of the players down there, Shokashi, and bought a fight stick off him. Um, so now I had two. So I could give my friend a fight stick and I could play him. And that that's, was, how, it that's <laughs> how it started. So I gave I my buddy beat him. Porik. I used to play my buddy Porik, who was DJing with me last night at the at, at closing the event. Um, he broke his pad in an online match, the analog stick broke, and uh, he still won the fight, but uh, the stick broke in the middle of the match, and so I gave him the stick, and he got better and better and better. I love that, his stick broke, but he didn't lose. He still won. He got better. Honor was maintained. <laughs> he got better, he got better, and he started beating me, and I was like, okay, this is no good. I need some more new blood, you know, I need to... So level up. So I got four more sticks. Mad cats were having a sale. One for 140 for a stick or 80 for a stick on the sale so I bought four of them yeah. and I sold one to my buddy Jack in Dublin and I sold three to the three of the lads here so that was now six players you know so now you, I went you, from you had a job to get people involved <laughs> so it was more of a scene that sort of gravitated in Dublin <laughs> so for me uh, I had you know I went from being on my own playing online learning nothing because I didn't have any friends to actually learn and be inspired by to having one friend three or four more friends even a friend in Dublin that when I went to gigs and stuff in Dublin I now have a friend to go and play Street Fighter up there because I still didn't, I hadn't met any of you guys I hadn't met mm. any of the other scenes I still wasn't really properly aware of how you know deep it was and how much was going on um, so yeah then all of a sudden this bar in town decided to run a bi-weekly Street Fighter tournament 
And here I am. Joe, was it? Here I am thinking, no, it's just the bar. Oh, it's just the bar. Just the college bar. Some guy, temporary manager they had in there, decided, I'm going to run a FIFA. Yeah, okay. He had had a copy. He thought he played. (laughs) Bodied everyone that came for a couple of weeks in a row, and everyone was super salty. And then I show up with my stick, and I'm like, can I play on stick? I heard about the tournament. And I heard it missed it. It was it was yesterday. Oh, there was a Street Fighter tournament yesterday. I was like, no way. How did I not? How did, everybody knows I've been mental about Street Fighter for the last six months. You know, it's like people are like, oh, that guy Jimmy used to scratch. You know, all he talks about is Street Fighter. <laughs> you know, all my music friends are just like, he's lost the play. I have friends like that. And I was like, so guys, why didn't you tell me there was a Street Fighter tournament? I was like, oh, sorry. And it's FIFA next week. I was like, oh. <laughs> so then we found out the following week, it was, a, it was a regular thing. And I was like, right, it's not actually, I haven't missed it. Yeah. But it was PS3, and I played on Xbox. So I went on adverts again. (laughs) Went on adverts again. A guy in Galway was selling a little PS3 Tekken wireless stick. So I got him to drive to my house, sell me the stick, and I went down, and I bodied the shit out of your man running the fucking Street Fighter event. So that was was my first tournament. Um, Showing up with the stick, him being like, I don't know, who are you? you What's this? Yeah, yeah, plug it in there, whatever. Yeah, I don't mind, sure. I don't mind. And uh, everyone, you know, the the guy, the three or four guys, there was only like a handful of people who went to the event until that point. And uh, so they were all like, you know, oh, this guy keeps beating us every week and taking the money. The the guy running the night was like, the the way the night worked, you paid a fiver in, you got a pint, because the bar is a brewery as well, you got a pint, but we kept the money for the prize pool. So your man was just drinking for free, running the night, and uh, and taking all the prize money every week, and not splitting it down the line. You know, he's taking the full mm-hmm. first place prize, and uh, so I decided, uh, you know, uh, no, I decided we, I got there and I won the event, and everyone was like, "Yeah, someone has dethroned this guy." Like, you know, mm. so and maybe a week or in, so it was bi-weekly, so two. I think that week, because a few of us showed up, he decided the FIFA wasn't very successful and it was kind, of, it didn't run as well. Um, so he said, look, let's just do Street Fighter again next week. So started, it became that's when it became weekly. And maybe two weeks later, he took names and the tournament started and he just kind of left. And he's like, you lads just run it there and he just left. So he knew he wasn't going to win, so he just lost interest. <laughs> and so all of a sudden, we were running the event. So that's kind of how it started. Like, he... he <clears throat> all of a sudden it was just like oh you guys run it so there was it was kind of head it was like a headless chicken running around organising the thing you guys didn't have an arcade in Galway did you? no uh, there was an arcade above Supermax back in the like, day but was, did it have yeah, it was a proper fighting game it had fighting no we didn't have a proper proper arcade no that's where the fighting games community starts in the arcades starts, back, yeah. and they still do in Japan now the arcades are kind of gone in Ireland these days yeah. but and it's, it's different now but my fiance Rachel she's doing her PhD and the fighting games community around linguistics I've learned so much about fighting games through what she's been reading and discovering um, but your experience uh, is kind of like a, an encapsulation it's almost like you're in a bubble to a degree because Completely. there was when we started doing events we started in people's rooms in somebody's apartment and different things and then we found the XGC or the XGC was found as it was as it was here last night he was one of the first guys who ran Inferno uh, I don't know if he was the first. I'm pretty sure it was influenced by Belfast, ironically enough. They had a scene that filtered down to Dublin and sort of mixed in with some guys who were doing it in their houses. And then that grew in through regular Inferno meetings, is what they were calling them, because the XGC was like a furnace, so they called it Inferno. Um, and that was running monthly for a while. This was all in the heyday of owner. Yeah, my first tournament actually was in Inferno. Inferno, was it? Yeah, so you yeah. could appreciate the heat level that was at some of them. So, well, maybe you weren't there, you were there in the winter. It was in the middle of summer. Oh. It was not pretty. No, it was. Yeah. No. 
No, let's just say gamers are a particular breed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, it kind of found me more than anything, you know. I went from just starting to, you know, this stuff just kind of all happened naturally. And we ended up running the events ourselves and it got to the point where there was no one in charge and I said, I just have to take the reins here. And from running music events, like I'm in my ninth year running a music festival here in Galway, so I'm, I do run events and you know I'm involved with that kind of stuff and group team teamwork and group work and stuff. So I thought, yeah, no one else is going to step up to the job. And over the last three years, obviously, there's been you know players come into the scene or friends of friends come into the scene and start playing. A lot of our players are you know brand new to the game, friends of friends or that kind of thing. Because it was a very social game because it started. It like you say, stuff starts in a bedroom. It's only an invite tank, whereas in mm -hmm. a pub anyone can walk in mm -hmm. and you've developed new players. We found way. the colleges was a great top resource and the conventions. We, we, we've gone around to all the conventions, myself and Brian offering stream services, different things, running, fighting in events and we met Fergus at Erticon, all the best players sort of, not all of them, but some filtered in, I think we, uh, a few others that we met uh, at NomCon and, and a few others. So yeah, I can appreciate that the social elements, because what happens with the fighting game because of the nature of the game. This is something else Rachel taught me, <laughs> ironically. She doesn't even play the game. The nature of the game forces you to meet up. You can't play the game competitively online. Well, not Street Fighter, anyway. There are other fighting games. I don't can't speak too intelligently about them. Not that I can speak that intelligently about Street Fighter, but to a degree, you can't play Street Fighter at a... You can play to a particular level, learn some matchups and different things, but there's too much lag online. You have, it forces you to go and meet up at a location. If that's a bedroom, it's an event, if it's a pub, if it's an XGC, if it's a college, whatever it is, in order to get better at the game, you have to do that and play offline because it's a different skill set. I can play online in a particular way. If I do that offline, you get bodied for free. Um, so the nature of the game, I think, helps, which in some other esports and other genres, it doesn't have that demand. So you've got a different evolution. There's much more of a community with the fighting games than there is although there's still an esports scene for example in Call of Duty loads of, there's huge Call of Duty scenes they don't have a sense of community around them or a sense of build up and maybe that's because the events are so big that they can almost be self-sustaining because the games are so popular fighting games a lot more niche a lot more particular Doesn't and a lot longer don't forget Street Fighter franchise is 25 years old it's out since the late 80s early 90s Street Fighter 4 as a game is 6 years old and it's still drawing people in um, now I know I keep saying Street Fighter because that's just what I play this applies to a lot of fighting games um, especially in relation to the lag and everything else um, but yeah that's what I've that's why I think it, it's, it's got a unique sort of element about it and now Smash is sort of drawing people in from Nintendo into fighting games Jonathan Armstrong up the north Scarfeld great Smash player 18 year old young fellow he went to his hype spot with us how big is Smash getting at the moment well Smash is, is getting big enough you see the thing about Smash is there are competitive Smash players in Ireland there aren't nearly as many as Street Fighter but there's 400 people in the Smash Ireland group because everyone knows Nintendo do you know what I mean and, and they, they play it at the conventions and they join Smash Ireland but what I call them competitive players now you know there's a few of them Mike and, and the other lads who are and it is growing and burgeoning. It's a different, it's a completely different game to other fighting games insofar as fighting games were developed to be fighting games. They were Inception, Street Fighter was one of the root genre, or the, sort of the archetype, the progenitor of the series almost. And then other fighting games, you got sort of a 2D or a 3D, 
2 or 1v1 or 2v2. There's lots of definitions of fighting games. But Smash is taking multiple Nintendo franchises that have been cross-platform and genre and bringing them together and maintaining their brand identity around children's uh, fun and family entertainment in a game where Mario's beaten Princess up. Do you understand? So it's a little bit of a different um, ball game. It's still a competitive fighting game. That's not what I'm saying. And don't, don't smash less. That's not what I'm saying at all. Um, but it is. It's it's come from a different. It's place. come from a different place, and like you can see it in the rules. And that's because the game itself, because the game itself can't be um, as strict as a fighting game for the reasons I've just said. They impose rules on the game to make it competitive. So they say you can't do this, can't do this, can't do this, can't do this. You have to drop that. You can only have this stock, and it's be this many minutes, or something. And there, and those rules can be arbitrary. The lads are sort of standardised them, thankfully. Um, but that's what's happening. Coalescence of agreements between the different scenes. So you now sort of get a tournament standard. The lads have agreed a tournament standard for the UK and Ireland. Smash lads, and anybody who's doing event organising and is hosting Smash. Not only because the rules are incredibly complicated for anyone who doesn't play it. We just get Smash Lads to come in and run it in the very same way that we get Tekken Lads to come in and run the Tekken stuff. Um, or, and then, but that works in Dublin because we've got a critical mass. You've got, if we hold a big Dublin event, not even an annual one, but we'd still get 60, maybe 70 people. Um, it's much more difficult to do that in Galway. It's much more difficult to do that in Cork. Belfast is a little bit different. The UK is a little bit different insofar as they've got a different, um, a different perception on games apart from anything else. But um, I'm rambling a little bit, stop me. <laughs> <laughs> Smashing. Smashing. up in uh, Belfast, apparently. Smash, apparently no, no, Smash is very, but this is my point, Smash is popular because it's you don't have to be a fighting gamer to play it. Nintendo draws fans. Like yes, Nintendo. Nintendo makes, I mean, you have Nintendo from four. It, Nintendo's I, a lifestyle. It's, it's, do you know what I mean? It's like people wear Nintendo on their sleeve. Yeah, they, it's they, a brand. They yeah. rep Nintendo. Like, mm -hmm. I smoke Marlboro Reds and, and I play, an when I play Nintendo. You yeah. know, it's a, it's a brand. Like, people love it. Like, so, I think it creates a lot of... Uh, it creates a lot of... Um, but fighting games in general is the whole... Like, there's no... I don't see any difference between Smash and Street Fighter from a fighting game collective community point of view or for an event organisation. There's no way I'm going to put on an event and... I'm not putting Smash on or I'm not putting this game on. The game's popular. People want to play it and you put it on. That's an event organizer's job. That's what it is. People will have their preference for games, always. It's like the way people have their preference for music. That music is terrible. It's like, no, it's not. You just don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's you know, it, it, and I'd love to be in a completely secular world where this would be normal and acceptable. We're going that way, but we're not quite there yet. Um, but the danger with fighting games I think for a community is for segregation. I think because you're not Call of Duty fan base, you're not that big. You're you're talking about hundreds of people in Ireland, not thousands. You're talking about a thing where you have to be uh, collaborative in your approach to everything, and that's kind of the idea of the Celtic Throwdown. I mean, the Dublin, the lads in Dublin are not going to travel to an event in Galway just from an invite. Because it's an expense, I can do that here. Do you know what I mean? It's it's nothing bad. It's just there's no there's no motivation to to go. There's no motivation to um, competitive motivation. So with the Celtic Throwdown series, we're trying to create a sort of circuit of Ireland and then a major event. And that's what it's all about. People coming to get those points, yo. Get them. Get the seat points. Come and get those seat points. And do you think they're gonna make those travel names? Well, they have. Those, well, How we, many were here last night? This is going. We have guys down from we have guys down from Belfast. Cork, Galway, Tipperary, Tipperary, Dublin, 
And this, Slide. and I don't mean this Claire. in a denigrating way, this was one of the regional events. There's three more of them, and then the main event. So it bodes well for what we're trying to do. Do you reckon it's going to build and build and That's until the, the final, yeah? I hope to, yes. And I don't anticipate everybody to travel to all the events. My anticipation is, or my hope, is that in the regional events, we rekindle the scene that is already kind of there. Or in, if, you get, if you've got 15, 20 players in Galway, let's say, I don't, I'm, not, I'm just picking numbers out of my head, or Cork is a good example, then all of those 15 players get a chance to come meet, get involved in what we're doing without having to travel to Cork, without having to travel, or to Galway, or to Dublin, to do the sort of starting point to get them into it. Because if they go to it and have a good experience at a regional event, 10 times more likely to come to an event in Dublin. Like 100 times more likely. I came back down to Galway after coming down the first time. And Nutrient, who came down this time, said, this is great. I said, I've been telling you this is great. <laughs> okay, and I don't mean disrespectfully, the, the level of players in Dublin is higher in terms of quality of players as a street fighter than the level of players in Galway. But that's just an evolution thing. We were there two years ago or three years ago, whatever it was, and we got better by playing better players. And then better players, bad other better players. If you don't get the mingle, you will reach a plateau and you won't get better. It's the thing I keep coming back to when people ask me how do I improve or what do I do wrong. It's just play more players. You know, but it's play not, better players than you. It's not just practice. You, you know, should I learn a new character? Should I practice more? What should I do? Play new players. You know, they'll teach you. Play new I mean, The level of complexity in that game is 45, 40, whatever players, characters, all with different matchups and. I don't know if you know anything about complexity, but that means there's a lot of stuff you have to learn. I don't know half of it. But that's not it's not about just learning everything, it's about competition, it's about community, it's about, it's about a lot of different things. For me anyway. So where about would you say the best player is that from? Are you gonna sit down and say Dublin? The best player in Ireland is from Dublin. Yeah. In my opinion. As an active where whereabouts do you reckon? The most of the Do you the reckon the Belfast boys are standing a chance against the Dublin boys? What's are the story there? No, don't get me wrong, there's a couple of really good players in Belfast. But their second best player at the event in Belfast, I just beat. No offence. Six rounds to nil. Straight. And I can't get top sixteen if everybody in Dublin shows up. Okay. Well, I might get top sixteen if I'm depending on who I get. It's not a, it's not a, it's, a, you know, Dublin's, what, four times bigger than most of the other cities? It's, if you go to London, we get bodied. Yeah. Except yeah. maybe Chris. Chris is the best tournament player we currently have. But, and it's unfortunate that he's no longer around. Steve-O was our best one. He was a hundred player. He's from Dublin. Not after my own heart. Uh, and, but he was an amazing tournament player. Cool as you like. No problem. As if he's playing in his bedroom, playing in a tournament. So he was good. Hound is technically the best player in Dublin. Ex probably the best player in Ireland in his bedroom. Put him in a tournament and he can crack. Ladno is an excellent player. Um, best in Ireland currently in tournament level. But when he gets outside of Ireland because he's not comfortable that he can beat everybody, he gets nervous. That travel game. experience and that engagement is what levels you up because then when you come back, you know, these are free, I'm trying to beat these guys. And it's not a disrespectful thing, it's an evolution thing. When, when, when Eugene or Ladno came into the scene, he couldn't play the game, I beat him. That was only two and a half years ago. And then now he's the best in Ireland. So it can be done. And everybody, like, I, we do laugh, myself and Brian, we're sort of a bit older. It's like, yeah, if I was in college and didn't have to work all the time, I could spend four or five hours a day. And we've noticed that. When lads who are in college or in school are playing the game religiously four or five hours a day and then they 
leave that or they go to a position, they, they get worse at the game because they can't practice as much. It's very funny. So what is it that people need to be a good tournament player in your eyes, lads? What are the necessities for a good tournament player? Well, you said about um, Steve, you know, just cool. Well, cool. you have to, there's a base level you have to have as well. Yeah. You have to have a competency level. For, like, you can be cool and you can be calm, and that means that you're going to play to your best ability. But what your best ability is relative to the other players. Does that make you a good tournament player? Or does that make you a good player? Which is it? You're a good tournament player to your ability, then I would consider you uh, on the path to getting better. Because you're, you know, you're open to learning and you're focused on what you're doing and you're not thinking, oh, I lost this because of some reason X. Focus is a key word. Attention, yeah. yeah. I can't talk and play Street Fighter. Can't be done. I can't do it. Other people can't. I can't do it. It's like, if I start talking, game goes to shit. No chance. Um, so, I mean, there are other people who will probably answer the question a lot better. I do a lot of event organizing, uh, so when you're, it's really, really difficult to play, keep the focus that he's talking about, when you're organizing an event, because you're thinking of everything, and you are responsible for everything. And it's not that anything is going wrong, it's just that any questions are coming your way, or you have to deal with this, and then deal with this, and then you sit down and you play. You haven't been sitting there watching him play for the last three games going, oh, I know what are you going to do now. You've been so keeping you an eye on the whole So you can't do any of that. And so I played really good yesterday for my ability because that's all I had to do. So there's a couple of factors, I think, that you make a good tournament performance. Um, a tournament player is someone who's really good, someone who keeps cool, calm, collected, knows the matchups and has the skill to back it up. Chris, Ladno, Steve, Azza, like the, you were two of the top five players were here last night as a there were two lads in the grand final there are two, two of maybe arguably three best players in Ireland three players hands down cool cool um, the point system for the Kelly Trollin with the run up and the seeding system how mm -hmm. exactly is that working well each of the regional events are going to host the four main events which is the Street Fighter Smash Tekken and MKX and for first second and third there's 10, 6 and 3 points and those points will be accumulated and then when we're seeding the event in September those accumulation points will be taken into uh, consideration as to where you get placed the likelihood is that we will be placing Street Fighter into pools probably 8 or 16 pools depending on how many numbers we get so seeded players will be the top of each pool and then the other players will be added uh, as they're signing up or as they're placed. Now, because we've only offered seeding positions to the top three and not the top seven or the top eight or the top ten or anything like that, what that means is we're probably going to have a smaller pool of players that are seeded and a pool of players that are technically unseeded. But we thought two things. First of all, each of the pools are going to be very competitive. There's going to be two players out only. Winners and losers, final winners, or the, the two lads are out. So, it doesn't matter what group you get, you're going to have five or eight really good players in your group. What the seeding allows you to do is get position in the bracket. So with that in mind, we decided to have all the seeded events and those players would each get their own and that will make up, unless we did our sums wrong, that will make up the eight pools. And then we're going to seed the rest ones based on reputation. If Reinhardt shows up, I'm giving him a seed. You know, I don't care that he hasn't gone to a seated position, but you know, if some other player turns up who hasn't been around, but I know is a decent player, no, you're not getting a seat. 
go in and go through the grind like everyone else. It's like a reward for supporting the Celtic throwdown to a degree. Now, some of the players will travel like the lads did. Um, it's unfortunate Ladno would have travelled had he not been working. So he'll be there for the Dublin one and probably the Belfast one as well. Some of the other lads won't. But we'll just uh, make decisions on uh, when we're putting them in. Like, Hound can't travel because of work. So, but he's going to get seated position in Dublin. Course, yeah. If Mago shows up, I'll give him a seat point or two. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you know, the way we're structured, like I say, the pools are going to be eight of them, probably ten of them or something like that. So you're only going to have really re- relevant for ten or twelve players, um, as long as they're kept separate. And the pools are distributed relatively easy by everyone's standards. But my guess is that any one of five or six players in a pool of ten or twelve will be really hard to be. Like, really hard to be. Pools are scary. Pools are scary. And they're great because they isolate you a little bit, but they expose... What, you know, you could get... Um, instead of being thrown into like an open bracket with in our case maybe 20 really godlike players you're in a bracket with two godlike ones and 10 good ones and not you might not even an open bracket you might get four godlike ones and that's it you've no chance and it just balances everything out there's a big there's an age-old argument with seating and sporting events and sporting events whether it should or shouldn't be done whether it's unfair for newcomers or not newcomers as an event organizer you have to balance what's best for the game or the event usually but it's a moot point for me seating is done based on um, how good you are it's better balance for the tournament new players will argue level up get better get seated that's the argument everybody who's there for a seat had to do that why should they be denied it just because you're not happy <laughs> um, you don't see kind of fighting games mixing with too many other games uh, or at least maybe the other way around you don't see too many other genres mixing with fighting games well, actually, so you seem to have hit that with uh, players one lately. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Player one, as one or player as one, as one. Sorry, so, sorry. Player one sponsored the IFGC, the <laughs> retailer. Shame. Um, <laughs> no, he's been really good to us. Uh, so I mentioned him. No problem. As one Productions is me, myself and Brian. Okay, there's communities formed around particular games. Everybody's a gamer. Anyone who's not a gamer doesn't know what a gamer is. Oh, I'm not a gamer. Do you play poker? Yeah, you're a gamer. You just don't realize it. So. It's nothing new, it's just a new platform, digital. Uh, we've been doing it for years. And what humans and people have been doing in societies is forming communities and groups around particular sports and games, non-stop. It's nothing new. And that's been shown that computer gaming isn't one thing. It's a rainbow of a lot of different things. So communities are forming around the different games. Now, there is crossover between the different players, but the communities tend, and the, the events tend to form like there's, there's LOL events, there's COD events. There's fighting game events, but there's not in Ireland a gaming event. That's what As One is trying to build towards. We're trying to initially. We're very small. It's an idea. It's in its incubation. It's an idea whereby myself and Brian have been doing stuff with the fighting games community for years, and we're still going to do stuff with the fighting games community. It's not going to change anything. And. Um, but we want to try to develop it for other game genres where it doesn't maybe exist or the focal point of having online media, having events to go to, having a competitive relationship around those events. And we've already got people asking for our next FIFA event because they're unhappy that they lost in a particular FIFA match. Now, they've been playing FIFA for 10 years. But now there's some focal point around it that's local, that has money on the line, that has prizes, that has the structure. And if you provide the structure, 
it may form around it. Now, we believe that it can and will. It has in other games. So we think it can with FIFA a bit. We want to look at Counter-Strike Go. There's a community, there's an active community with Counter-Strike Go. For Grant in Ireland, there's two, three hundred members in the group, but there's no events. So we want to look, we've already sort of vetted them a little bit, said if we put something on, we'll be interested. It's a little bit different with PCs, so we're going to look at that. But, but we want to aim, build towards, what I want to build towards is a sort of a collective competitive gaming summit where you've got multiple genre games, but not casual, not store vendors, not trade shows. It's a competitive gaming summit. It's like we said about um, bringing, you know, don't se segregation is, is, you know, something. It's not good for community building and group stuff. You need to be inclusive. Is it more inclusive you are? The communities won't be inclusive with each other, though. You're trying to force behavior is not going to work. The event is yeah, where you do the it. More, the more things you go to, the more people you may meet, the more events, you, the more people you include, the more something has potential to build because you don't know who any of these people are going to be some guy shows up to an event next year he might be the main tournament organiser around that has happened with me so. yeah, but the burgeoning case of the IFGs there are other scenes in Ireland for different games that are way more mature like there's the LOL and Dota scene in Ireland and there's events been organised in Dublin there's the conventions are on there's um, there's casual gaming nights going on. There's an evolution of gaming. In, no, we see it in Dublin because that's where we are. I, I don't know if it's happening in the rest of Ireland, but it's definitely happening in Dublin. Because no one's going to the pub anymore just to drink. It's like, we can do that at home, or I can do that at a party, or I can do, you know, it's really expensive, so entertain me, or what are we doing? You know, is there some other purpose? Drink is the secondary thing to the activity. Uh, and that's what we're trying to do with AS1. Whether we can do it or not, we'll see. We're building small. We've got an AS1 channel. Our, we want to take a collaborative approach. I mean, even if it only means that we we'll go in and stream some other events that, in, that we're not organised in, or we're not doing anything, we'll go do that. Like at ArcadeCon next month in July, AS1 is running the games room at the convention. It's going to have, hopefully, Microsoft's new Halo release. We're going to have Player One are going to be there. We're going to have multiple genres of games. And we're going to have mini games, we're going to do interviews with indie games, we're going to do a lot of different things. Um, the whole idea of that was that our services and gaming is what we're trying to do. But I believe, for myself and Brian have awful discussions about this, I believe that we can build towards a competitive gaming summit in Ireland and have it as a European gaming summit, why not? That could take years. But that, we might as well try it. Excellent stuff. Uh, just to wrap up then, do you want to... Tell the listeners where they can find all the details on the Celtic Trollin. Yeah, CelticTrollin.com. We managed to get the WordPress site working. Very proud of that, last <laughs> week. <laughs> Greg, Greg, my business partner, is a developer, will be laughing at me heavily right now because Charles played to him. Um, but yeah, CelticTrollin.com is the main website that has all the details. If it doesn't have all of them, it will by the end of the week. We have the IFG, the Irish Fighting Games Community Group on Facebook. Um, is sort of a group myself and Brian started almost out of the board's discussion group which is where the IFGC started that's how we look at it there's the Galway Street Fighter community group on Facebook uh, if you're in the locale of Galway get in touch with Jimmy he's your man um, but where else would we make randomselect.ie at the moment it's just a placeholder page it's really a community uh, page on Facebook largely is what it is we're not quite sure what random select is we use it as a banner for doing events and for doing everything else <laughs> Um, that's kind of why myself and Brian wanted to do as one, because uh, we didn't want to uh, try to 
at Ryan's Life's not ours. That's everybody's. It's it doesn't belong to us just because we're doing a lot of stuff right now. That doesn't mean we own it. So that's aside. But that's where you get all the information. CelticTrowdown.com and uh, find us on Facebook. Discussion forum on boards is good. Uh, usually, that's boards.ie. Yeah. Sorry, boards.ie. Yeah. Just look for the Fighting Games forum. Uh, Brian's the moderator, and so is Dark Onion. He's the moderator there as well. And it's a great place for discussion and asking questions around. And if you're asking people to level up, boards is a great place for it. You guys don't choose it. Boards is a fantastic place to meet really good players that are knowledgeable and that will help you. Um, so that's where I would go. Um, it can be a barrier to some people because they don't know Street Fighter. That's why I say Facebook as well. Come join us. The events are on, uh, on all the dates are on the uh, website. Excellent. Lovely job. Great stuff. Um, thank you very much for coming on, boys. I really appreciate it. Okay. And... For anybody else, this is hitstandnow.com Smack Talk. Check Smack us out. Talk. Smack Talk. You'd have to get a little hook for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, and at hitstandnow.com. Thank you very much. <laughs>